Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, it's Maggie Brown, multi platform producer at WREL. Kathy's out this week, so I'll be hosting the podcast. Now, I have a really interesting story for you guys this week, especially if you're a wine drinker or are interested in wine at all. I know for me, I love my Pinots. I love any sort of dry wine with a little bit of fruity flavor in it. Um, But what I've learned doing research for this story is that those type of wines could become more scarce as the climate continues to change. Climate change is upending this centuries-old industry across the entire globe, and North Carolina plays a part in that. North Carolina has a lot of vineyards, and wine is a huge part of our economy here. So I talked to some farmers and I talked to some climate scientists about what the future of wine looked like for consumers and for farmers. First, I talked with Walter Robinson. He's a climate scientist at North Carolina State University. Here's what he had to say. Well... All of agriculture, we could talk more about grapes specifically, but all of agriculture is very sensitive to extremes. So floods, uh, extreme rains can uh, damage crops, uh, you know, cause erosion in fields, and we're getting more extreme rains. Extreme heat is damaging to many crops. Drought conditions, so we, we started using the term flash drought, that these in periods where that are rain-free, uh, the soil dries out much faster at higher temperatures because the atmosphere just wants to soak up that moisture out of the soil. Winters, and this is something that applies to fruit crops in particular, are becoming more variable. These very warm winters we get mean that crops uh, uh, can bloom, fruit trees, for example, can bloom very, very early. And then there still can be a later frost, which is very damaging to fruit crops, including grapes. Um, and then fire risk is increased. Um, so yeah, <laughs> and, that, and that, uh, one last thing I guess is down east, uh, there's risk of uh, salt water intruding into the soil either during directly from storms when, the, when there's flooding from the ocean or uh, salt, sea level rises, salt water coming into the groundwater. There's vineyards really everywhere in the state almost except for the Northeast part of the state, although there is one vineyard in Carter County, I noticed. So anything that affects the state, fruit, agriculture is gonna affect grapes, particular things for grapes. There are two types of grapes in general, I think that are grown in North Carolina. One is the standard European varietals that you know, are, make our Cabernets or you know, et cetera, are the types of, that type of wine. And then there's our indigenous grapes, The uh, uh, muscadine grapes. So those are probably, those probably respond differently to climate change. But um, a couple of things about grapes. One is uh, this early bud break and late frost is a particular problem for them because then they just won't produce. There's a freeze after bud break. So the bud breaks are moving earlier 
because we get these warm, long periods in the winter, which it just doesn't get cold. And the plants say, oh, it's springtime. <laughs> and then it's not springtime. Um, we really care about how our wine tastes, right? So fire conditions, even if there's not a fire, you know, obviously if there's a fire in the vineyard, it's terrible. But um, if smoke, grapes will pick up the, the taste of the smoke and make them unsuitable. Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, I even wonder, for example, um, whether they, I don't know this for a fact, when there are severe fires out west and we get, we can smell the smoke here. If we can smell the smoke, it might affect the, the, the taste of your wine. Farmers in North Carolina tell me that their crop has suffered from our erratic weather patterns, made worse by climate change. Silver Fork Winery in Morganton said they're worried about the future of the industry after their vineyard harvested 70% less this year compared to last year. But one farmer I talked to wasn't too worried about climate change. Preston Williams, who owns a winery in Norlina, he said that climate change is just one of those things you have to be prepared for as a farmer. So I asked Preston, why do you think you're ready? Why do you think you're prepared for something as unpredictable as climate change? We've prepared for climate change uh, because what we have, we have a drip irrigation. So if it turns off dry, we can supply uh, our plants with the water needed. But the muscadine grape, it needs to go through a, a bit of a, a, a stress cycle because then it produces a higher quality of juice. Oh, really? Right. And the muscadine vine is very heat tolerant. That's, that's, you know, this is its natural environment. So the only situation that I envision we may have uh, so, uh, to deal with is uh, uh, a, 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 an extended severe drought. But again, we have that taken care of because we have a drip irrigation. And so were you thinking about that when you started planting? Were you thinking about... Well, I knew that when the vines were young, they would need some, some support because we planted in the spring initially. Uh-huh. And the root system uh, would not have developed to the point that it could withstand heat during the summer and a drought. So we, that was a part of our plan when we put the vine in, that we would, uh, we would have uh, the capabilities of uh, supplying water for the plants. And so the muscadine wine is a lot sweeter than your normal wine. You want to explain to me a well, little bit more about Well, because it, it, it is a sweet, fruity kind of grape. You know, the, the juice is, is, I mean, it is sweet. Even with these grapes, the bricks, uh, when they ripen, uh, wine grapes, the bricks probably about 15, 16. And even when we ferment, we only run it up to 25. If you leave them on the vine longer, of course, they will ripen, but the bricks will go up to 21, 22, 23, minimal amount of sugar. So they're just a sweet variety of grape. Mm-hmm. It's a fruit. And so another thing that I w- I've been talking to people about is, you know, how some people are saying that your consumers are going to have to start adjusting, you know, if these clones start to be less available, maybe, you know, the, the Merlot or something, you know, it might but be that, harder. But that Merlot is made from a vinifera grape. Uh-huh. And see, we have muscadine. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, uh, adjustments are part of life. Uh-huh. You know, you look at what's going on in California with the fires and some of those winemakers are moving to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is it is an, an, an ever-developing industry. 
Yeah. And I guess my, my question is, do you think that maybe Muscadine and these fruitier wines will become more popular as other ones might be harder to find? Well, uh, the, alcohol, <laughs> the alcohol content in the sweet wines is about 12, 12.8. Uh-huh. In the dry wines, it may be 13, 14. Uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> uh, there's something that's called a blend. So you can get a real 16, 18% blend. Mm-hmm. Uh, real dry wine and put a little sweet in it uh, to bring it up to down to wherever you want to uh, match your palate. So what I'm saying is uh, wine drinkers are adaptable people. <laughs> you, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. They know how to adapt. As long as they can get their hand on the product, they will uh, blend it to fit their palate. But I don't, I don't foresee that being a real big issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll be right back after this break. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I asked climate scientist Walter how he was feeling, as it seems like there's always bad news about climate change. I know for me, climate change feels so big, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. It's just always bad news upon bad news, and it can be really overwhelming. I I can't even imagine what it would be like to be working in this industry and doing research every single day on climate change. You know, climate scientists, you talk about this, there is, there's a two pieces of this. First of all, um, there's lots of bad news and the projections are, are not at all rosy. Um, particularly in this region of the country, um, uh, setting aside even agriculture, just public health issues, water supply issues, storm risk issues, severe storm, you know, hurricanes and so on, mm-hmm. associated with climate change. So it's doom and gloom. So the question, yeah, how do you deal with that? So, and I also teach about stuff. I teach courses on climate change. Uh-huh. So the, I try and, and give talks to the public. And so I try to focus on what people can do on two sides of that. One is the conversation we were just having, which is how to be resilient. Mm-hmm. Because a certain amount of climate change is coming even if the policy is to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, accelerate, which they need to, but they're, they're not accelerating fast enough. The other thing is that every step we can take to reduce our fossil fuel emissions, our, our heat trapping gas emissions, does make the future less bad. So we're, gonna, we're already experiencing serious consequences to climate change and they're going to get worse. We still have a huge amount of agency about how bad they get in the future. 
So one and a half to two degrees uh, centigrade. So what is that? Uh, you know, uh, two to uh, two to close to four degrees Fahrenheit. Global warming is very very serious. But if it's mm -hmm. twice that, it's it's apocalyptic, really. So mm -hmm. that's that's the message that we're. Uh, we try to deliver. So when I teach my class, we talk about solutions and they're both adaptation resilience solutions. And they're also things we can do to reduce our emissions, what we call mitigation. Now, despite the pessimism and nihilism that I feel surrounding climate change and my individual ability to make an impact on the entire world, Walter says that it's possible. If everyone does their part, we can really make a difference. Thanks for listening, and I hope you guys learned something new today. And while you're here, go check out CBC's podcast about wine and how much fun it is. Sarah King and Jamie Kasky from Mix 101.5 host Wine and Dandy, where they learn all about different wines. They taste cheap wines and expensive wines and learn what they pair best with. Wine is fun, and Sarah and Jamie intend to prove it. You can find Wine and Dandy wherever you listen to podcasts. See y'all again soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.